There's been lots going on. We've got a lot to look forward to. There's been some big announcements. But I just want to thank all the listeners from all around the globe. Uh, all of that, all of that, all of that. Keep continuing listening, liking, sharing. We've got a big, big guest on the show today who Nam will introduce a bit later. But our main topics are going to be uh, Gavonta Davis versus Liam Walsh. Someone's O's got to go, baby. Then we've got Crawford versus Diaz. Return of one, The return of one of boxing's most exciting fighters. I'm also going to break down a review of the Carrier 5 fight with the Sam Megaton got some great news in terms of let's say great news about some strange news in terms of mcgregor and mayweather is slightly down the road um but off to my co-host bonjour guten tag guten tag coach it's uh, been a nice week off for myself yeah come back all suntanned and feeling fresh i missed you last week bro uh, yeah i know man i felt it all the way in uh, Dalaman where i was <laughs> and i tried and i listened to you as well great show uh 2017 has produced some amazing fights and some amazing fights and it's going to continue again you know, this week we've got Gavonta Davis fighting the UK's Liam Walsh, uh, which we'll be covering later on. But also next week we've got the massive Kell Brook versus Errol Spence, uh, Errol Spence Jr. Today we've got one of the biggest and most relevant names in boxing on the show, Miguel Angel Garcia Cortez, better known as Mikey Garcia. will be live in about 15-20 minutes, the XWBO featherweight world champion, ex-WBO super featherweight world champion and the current WBC light world champion will be live with us. Perfect, perfect. So as Anam said, the lines will be open. Don't forget to call us on 01506-243-403 to join the conversation. And if you want, you can send a tweet out um, and we'll definitely make sure we get your questions up and running. So quickly, as we're going to start... Um, breakdown of the Kao Yafai fight. So last weekend we had Kao Yafai fighting for his uh, belt against, uh, I will say, I'll say a, a tough co- competitor in in, in in the form of Murinaka. Um, I'm going to hope I don't butcher his name throughout the week, but or release it throughout the show, but um, it was definitely it was a tough fight um, over in the Birmingham NEC, so that was a homecoming uh, for the likes of uh, Kao Yafai. Um, it's actually a very strong night for Matchroom in terms of bringing out some of Birmingham's local fighters and doing the city proud and I guess making a lot of noise. So it was a good good fight. I was in attendance with uh, one of our journalists that's just joined the team, uh, Umar. We had a great, great seats. Thanks to Kao Um So Kao was obviously fighting for his WBA super flyweight title um, against a Japanese by the name of Suri Maranaka. Uh, came in there with a half decent record, um, but I have to say pretty impressive on both parts. Um, the skill set that Kao has displayed from the from round one was really good. You know, good left hooks, um, uppercuts, uh, straight rights. You know, he had a good variety of punches. Um, I'm, surprisingly, his competitor was really really tough I mean I actually asked Kyle after the fight I mean how were your hands you must have broken hands and he said yeah they're pretty much very swollen um, he lumped this guy to bits I mean it was quite a decisive fight in terms of the points uh, that, that Kyle Fry won by but he just could not get this guy out of there um, so Interesting to see what's going to happen moving forward for him um, in terms of that division. You know, you've got some tough com- tough guys there um, and you really want to be starting to take guys out at that level. And if you're not, um, it's not a massive issue, but, you know, sooner or later, the, the big guns are going to come testing and they're going to want to see something from you. Um, also had Sam Megginton, who was fighting that night. Really impressed by him. Um, took out his... Um, his opponent, I haven't forgot his name, but he took him out. I mean, it was really uh, quite a devastating punches that he landed to in that fight, and that was really impressive by him. Um, you also had Gamal Yufai, uh, Kao Yufai's younger brother. Great fight from him. Um, 
went to points, um, couldn't get the knockout, which was quite disappointing in his view. He fought Sean Davis, which was a guy from Birmingham. Uh, so it was a very, it was a good local derby. Um, quite interesting to see the two guys kind of go at it and, and and get their passions kind of stoked up. But fortunately, he, in fact, he actually stopped him. Um, but again, he knocked him down about four or five times. So yeah, you, you would have wanted to see that fight kind of maybe end a bit sooner. But on the whole, good night for Matchroom. Definitely a good night for uh, the the brothers and definitely a good night for Birmingham. So I think they've done the city proud. Um, this weekend, quickly, let's just talk about the Crawford fight. You must be looking forward to that, you know? Uh, yes, I am looking forward to it. Um, we've got an exceptional boxer in Diaz, you know, ex-Olympian. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but facing someone like Terence Crawford, my gut feeling different level, is different it? level. I think he will lose on points mm-hmm. or late stoppage. Um, you know, uh, Diaz is not a walkover though. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, he he beat <clears throat> uh, Sammy Vasquez, who's a highly touted welterweight mm-hmm. um, in, in America before he lost before he lost to Diaz. Um, and you know, he lost a very highly contentious points decision to Lemont Peterson. I mean, a lot of people think he actually won that fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. So to, to some people, he's still an undefeated fighter. Mm. But when you're fighting someone like Crawford, you know, with his you know. Skill set, skill set, pedigree, variety. variety. It can change stances whenever. I mean, it's a different caliber of fighter. Mm. So I think, I think, I think it could be another beatdown. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. going to be quite an interesting one because really we're looking for Crawford to potentially, or, or so the rumors are, is that Aaron wants to set uh, Crawford up for the Pacquiao fight. So mm. I think we want to see quite a destructive performance from. Uh, Crawford to really say well if you're going to go up in weight um, and fight somebody like Pacquiao really we want to see so I think that's part of what this test is mm. um, I understand obviously Diaz has previously fought at welterweight so mm-hmm. I guess I'll be interesting to know what the weight limit for this Do you not think is. he needs to uh, unify or become undisputed champion with Indongo? Um, I think it would be good um, and that's what I personally would like to see um, but I just feel that Aram is probably going to be looking at this as who's the cash cow, where's the money and as much as we know that Indongo is a tough, skilled fighter, where's the money? Mm. Indongo or Pacquiao? Mm, mm. Do you see what I mean? So I agree, yeah. he definitely would want to unify, but... Plus it's that kind of, very much like the kind of Joshua Klitschko finding the passing of the, the torch, torch that, exactly. kind of, that, that kind of thing as so, well. So that's where I would see that going. Um, but while we're here, let's just quickly open up the lines to one or two of the callers, see what they've got to say this evening. So we're going out to 985. 985, the floor is yours. Question or statement? Well, just a question, really. How you doing? Daniel. I'm doing all right. You all right? How you got to do? I'm a man. I'm good, man. Absolutely brilliant. Yeah. How you, how you Fantastic. Been? He's got a question. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Good, good. Anyway, um, yeah, just a quick one, really. Uh, what's it called? Um, Danny Jacobs yes. calling out Billy Joe Saunders. If that fight did happen, how does it pan out? Um, I think it's a very interesting fight. I, I mean, think about that. Uh, well, I think uh, you know you got Billy Joe Saunders, very skillful boxer. Daniel Jacobs is also a skilled boxer with a knockout knockout ability. Yeah. If you look at it in very simple terms like that, I think Daniel Jacobs has fought the probably the high caliber fighters. Yep. Um, he's probably a lot more disciplined than Billy Joe Saunders as well. I yep. think he can meet him on a skill level. I think he's Jacobs one knockout. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I would say. But I would say Jacobs. Yeah, I think if you look at Jacobs, I think the size difference would be quite telling. Mm. Um, Jacobs, if you look at the history of what first round knockouts that he's got, obviously Billy Joe Saunders is a class operator. But 
I would say, yeah, I, I would, I would see, I would struggle to see how Billy Joe Saunders keeps Jacobs off him if Golovkin can even do that. What do you think? Me personally, I think Jacobs wins that. I yeah. think he'll, I think it'll be difficult for Saunders. Yeah, he's calling that. Yeah, I think it'll be difficult for for Saunders to be honest. But um, yeah. What do you make of Mayweather McGregor? Game, mate, to be honest. Is that fight going to happen? Is it? Uh, I mean, there's there's talks that potentially. I think McGregor signed his side of the deal with the UFC. They're saying so. Now they're saying it's Mayweather. Obviously, Mayweather's in London at the moment, so I would assume maybe once he gets yeah. back, they might try and start finalising that. Is it going to? Is it going to be boxing? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely going to be boxing. boxing. Where, where? Well, McGregor's going to get played with in school, isn't he? So, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's a payday, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. So, D, you hanging on the line to speak to Garcia? Yeah, I'll, I'll be about. Lad. I'm out here working, but I'll be about, yeah? Like so, uh, yeah, I'll be on the line, yeah? Like right, the right. Cheers. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, Dan. Yeah, yeah. Cheers. So, going out to 860. 860, the floor is yours. Hello, lads. Uh, Paul Altai from Twitter. How oh. you doing, Paul? You all right? Paul, how are you, mate? You all right? Yeah. I'm good with you, yeah, good, mate. Good. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, appreciate Thank that. Appreciate Thank you that. for calling in. So, Paul, we usually say it's a question or statement. Hey, a couple of things, really, just for the card this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I think Javonta Davis beats Walsh. It won't be an easy night for him, mm-hmm. but I do think I do think he's got the beating of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, what I'm not what I'm not liking is how much Floyd's talking for him. Mm. It, is, it, it, it is quite annoying, isn't it? And it always brings money into it as well, which is no absolutely no need for it. You know, as soon as someone gives it back to him, he's like, "Okay, how much you got? How much did you make in one night? How much yeah. did you make in one night? You know, it's quite aggravating." But to be honest, I mean, I saw the press conference today, and I have to say, Ryan Walsh and the other brother really gave it to Mayweather and Javante. You know, so I think. Oh, I think, they. You know, they wanted a piece I, of him, I, didn't I think, they? I think, I think, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he, he made him look, uh, he looked quite taken aback. And to be honest, I don't think Fra- Fra- <laughs> Floyd hasn't got the skills to banter as well. He just, yeah, just can't I don't deal think with it. Is, I mean, to be fair, I don't think, from what I saw, I didn't think he really got intimidated. But I think banter. I mean, we all know it's well known that you know he struggles with reading. So I just don't think if you look at someone like McGregor, who's not, who's going to fight, he hasn't got the same banter capabilities as no, him. But no. in his mind, it's like that's talk. I were all about action. So yeah. to be fair to him, yeah. doesn't need to talk. You know, what I mean, yeah. he displays it in the ring. So, yeah. but yeah. I agree with you. I think. I think that's what we see from promoters nowadays. They want to talk a lot, just like Eddie Hearn does, and maybe mm. try and take the pressure off the fighters and make you concentrate on the promoter as opposed to the fighter and let him do his thing. So, mm. I think, what do you think about having hey, someone th- of that calibre in the country, though? Don't you think that's a good thing? I think it's, uh, I think it's amazing. If you had the chance to meet, meet him and speak to him, then you're talking to a living legend of mm. the sport, but yeah. it's just the way he carries himself yeah. sometimes. I think he's going to get... Javante a few haters that way. Yeah, yeah I, I mean to be honest, you know, I don't think he's good publicity. Yeah, at this age, stage of his career, I, I don't think it's really going to change, is it? You know, you know, you know, I mean, he, he would get so many more fans if he stopped talking about money and you know uh, the ego and yeah. put that to one side. You because know, it's, it's not, it's not, it's not classy at all. It's very crass. Yeah. You know, nobody wants to hear that. And yeah. at the end of the day. Like everybody works differently, you find you've earned a lot of money, but you're right. I think the levels that he he, he just continually says that, mm. and that's all you ever hear. 
is yeah. bad, but I think it's because he just doesn't have the mindset to kind of take on a bigger vocabulary and yeah. really have a banter with you. I mean, yeah. really, he should yeah. let his record speak and yeah. just keep quiet and say, you know what, say yeah, what you want to say. Yeah. That's yeah. what he should do, but yeah. Yeah. unfortunately, he just can't write. He just, he debate. He always <laughs> rises to debate. Yeah. So what do you, what, yeah, what do you think? So do you, how, do you, how do you predict that? You say Davis wins? Davis wins, I reckon, by late stoppage. I don't think it'd be an early one because Walsh is mm-hmm. a tough, a tough fella, but... Yeah. I just think uh, Davis has got a, that bit more speed, bit more snap in his punches, and I just yeah. think it'll be a late one. Yeah. That, that, that's how I've got it as well. You know, I, I mean, um, if you look at Walsh's records, you know, he's beaten by decision people likes of Gary Sykes, Joe Murray, Paul Appleby, who, who I would say is probably top level domestic operators. Yeah. You know, so. On, on on that basis, I can't see how, you know, he's not going to stop Javonta Davis. Yeah. And if you just look at Javonta, he's not just a KO artist. He's got exceptional skill. Mm. I mean, when he put it on Pedroza, he just took him out. Yeah. You know, he just upped the gears and he just took him out. And I think that's what's going to happen with Liam Yeah, he Walsh. took one of, one of our best... Uh, Pedroza took one of our best super featherweights and beat him quite easily. And exactly. then Davies goes and just wipes... Exactly. What I will say, what I'm interested with Davis, and this is again when he fights maybe more higher caliber, I want to see his stamina because I do feel even in the Pedraza fight, there were moments that he started to gas out slightly. I mean, he came back and recovered, but there were moments where I felt he was not as strong or he he just didn't seem to have the stamina and his hands were really low in terms of protecting himself. So I'll be interested to see where that goes. But but thanks for calling in. Um, make sure you you, you, yeah. you you call in next week to talk about the big one, Brooke versus Spence. Um, and look out for us on social media where we're talking about where we're giving away lots of uh, maybe T-shirts and tickets in the future. Yeah, without a doubt. Cheers. Thank you very much. Stay on the line. Uh, oh, stay on the line, cheers, by the like, way. We, we'll stay on yeah. the line. We've got Mikey Garcia coming on. So if you've got a question for him, it's an opportunity to speak to one of the biggest names in boxing. Exactly. You know, that's what we're here for. You know, uh, when, when is it, you know, people don't really get the chance to speak to someone of this guy's caliber. So stay on the line, Paul, and we'll let you through to speak to him. Yeah, no problem. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks. Cheers, mate. Cheers. I see 269. I think that's, 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 that's Jason. Jason. That's me indeed. How are you doing, sir? Good, John. How are you doing? Good, Jason. How about yourself? I'm good, thanks. Good, good. Thanks I'm all right. I'm just, um, I'm just waiting to get a haircut. I'm at the barber shop at the back with the pouring rain, but I still have to call in. <laughs> nice. That's what you like, dedication. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, get, get some barbershop banter going Yeah, get, well. the, get the barbershop people to call in and join <laughs> into the show as well, mate. Why not? So what's, what's your yeah, question of statement, exactly. Jay? Boy, to be honest with you, a few statements. I mean, um... Last last weekend, I was watching. See, I got Box Days from my phone. And I've got Sky Sports on my TV. Mm-hmm. I ended up just watching the matchroom fights all together after um, Nicola Adams won her fight. Um, I mean, you know, the the, the uh, Kaya Fai um, fight that, that was just very entertaining. Yeah. I'm like a big fan now of him. Yeah. And you know, the, like the Japanese guy that he was um, fighting, I can't pronounce his name. Yeah. He was really good as well. Yeah, yeah he, he, like he had a hard chin, and you know, he, he stayed in there. It was a, it was an absolute good fight. Mm, it was tough. Seriously, it was. Yeah, it was because you would have thought the way he was punching him, he might have got knocked down. But yeah, no, it's tough. So, but carry on, Jake. Yeah. Um. Another thing as well. Um. There's this new guy who was fighting beforehand. Also, uh, he's with. Uh, Got his name. He's with um, Booth. Booth. Ryan Burnett. Ryan Burnett. Lucian Reed. Yeah, I feel, yeah. He was fighting um, on Saturday okay. night. 
he's fine on Saturday. He's, he's a middleweight. Middleweight. I'm sure he's a middleweight. Not Eggington. You're not talking Sam. Sam Eggington's not with Booth, is he? No, 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 no. Uh, Sam Booth is a, a welterweight. Eggington was a good fight as well, but yeah. it, was, it was another guy. Okay, um, I might have, it, I've missed that it, one it, as I was getting into the arena. His, his, I forgot his name, but his star was like his star is like David Hay also like that. Okay. That guy's that guy's pretty good. I think that must be like his third or fourth professional fight. Yeah. I think it was only he only had six rounds, but he took the guy out in maybe the fourth round. Um, yeah, that's the guy to look out for. Um, unfortunately, I don't know his name. Yeah, we'll check that. <laughs> don't worry, we'll check. We'll check all the fights that took place that night, and then, yeah, we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll come yeah. We, Definitely, we but um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm really, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the um, Javante Davis fight. Like, um, I'm a fan since his last fight as well, so I'm, I'm quite glad that he's over here yeah. in the UK. Um, I know Mayweather talks a lot, but with all the shit that he talks, uh, you know, he does actually sell the fight. I guess Perfect. I just hope um, when Javante Davis has a bigger name. That Mayweather won't get too involved. Mm. Yeah. Because it's just too much. I mean, this is a thing, no, like, I mean, you know, it's, it's something we'll probably want to cover during the course of this show. How far can you go in that division? We've got some big names in that division, mm. you know? I mean, obviously, the number yeah. one is Lomachenko, Lomachenko, so you kind of stop there. But yeah. your Corrales, your Birchouts, can he beat them? I mean, it's arguable. Um, can he go further up? I don't know. That's where I would probably say. If you look at the champions at lightweight, I think that's maybe too big of an ask for now. Yeah. Um, don't forget, he's still only what twenty one, twenty two, mm. youngest champion in boxing. So yeah, yeah. So 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 Jay, you're definitely watching. You're watching Gavonta Davis. What about Terence Crawford? You're gonna try check that one out. Listen, I know how good Terence Crawford is. Uh, I know he's a great fighter. Yeah. Unfortunately, I've not watched any of his fights, and I'm definitely gonna stay up and watch this fight. Coming. Um, I actually didn't know about it until you guys just spoke about it now. So, yeah, I'll definitely have to look out for that fight. Fantastic. Sure Jason, stay on the line. Yeah. We've got Mikey Garcia coming on very shortly. <laughs> what, what? Okay, let me just um, quickly shout out the Wayne from uh, Raps on TV. He shouted me out a couple of times as well. So, I'm just going to have to shout him out. Hopefully, he's uh, below the belt. Yeah, below the belt, something. you mean? Sure. Sorry, blowing the bell. Sorry, yeah, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah big, you can always yeah. big up Raps on TV as well, but it's on the same platform. But now, big up. Oh. Yeah, do it, I'm, I'm pretty sure doing. Hopefully, he'll call in later. But yeah, thank you very much, Jay. All right. All right, enough love. Peace. Peace. Yes, I think it's quite unanimous for Gavante Davis. I don't mm. really think anybody gives Walsh a chance, really. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, do you think it's a safe option, Davis coming to the UK to defend? Well, that I belt? think it's probably to do with a lot of things. Mm. One is they realise that the UK is where the money is now in boxing. Rapidly growing market. Yep. Most people that talk over there in the States, not the fans, the fans mm. are like, they don't want to admit it, mm. but the boxers very much know and understand that commercially it makes sense now to come to the UK yeah. and access the UK fan base. Yeah. Clearly that's a driver of that. Yeah. I mean, it's know. a bit of an invasion if you think about it because yeah. Davis is here defending his belt and then you've got Spence coming in who's, who's year, also in the week. UK to yeah. come and take a belt potentially next weekend so yeah I mean for me um, I agree with you. I think they've been very clever mm. um, by coming here and saying to themselves you know what where can we build up his fan base mm. get him out and get him make a big name for him mm. and actually I think by fighting over here yeah. I think that helps him in the US because now the people in the US they're going to have to watch the fight yeah. at a reasonable time yeah. instead of having to stay up late for it it's going to mm. be on maybe about 5 o'clock yeah, their yeah. time yeah if you're on the East Coast, and then what does that do? It makes more people just switch on the TV, mm. turn on, and then they see him win, and they see win, see him win in impressive fashion, hopefully. So for me, definitely, I think um, it's a good move. Um, 
and ultimately as well, I think, you know, very few people go on the road and defend their belts. So mm. no matter what people want to say, Liam Walsh is undefeated. I'm not yeah. saying he's the biggest at it and he's the best in the top 10 for that division, but he's undefeated. He's a good, very good prospect. And Davis has faced him. Could you have really seen Davis defend the first time against Okorala's belt at Lemonchenko? I don't think so. Yeah, I think Walsh is a mandatory though. He had to. He has to well, take this fight. Yeah, yeah. But then he could have yeah. brought him over to the US. But by yeah. coming here, yeah. he's shown a lot of heart. So I mean, like, I if, like if, that. Yeah, I mean, if you watch the press conference, he actually went to Perspies and Frank Warren won. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so there was, it wasn't a press conference. They were doing like kind of box nation, like mm. almost like a face to face kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where you had Warren and Walsh, and then you had yeah, Fumiva and yeah, Javonta yeah, Davis. That's what he said. How much do you want to bet? Yeah. We're confident of our guy. Five million, ten million. Yeah. How much do you want to bet? Five million. Do But I like that, you know, and even. No, there's it's, it's because it's him, but if I said to you, listen, you believe in your guy, and yeah. we're like, all right, well, your proof's in the pudding, yeah. put the money on the table. Yeah, only I think where it's Mayweather, sometimes it can be annoying because that's what he's about, but he is money. Yeah. But I think you want to see that, you want to see that confidence from a yeah. promoter saying, look, because even if Eddie Herb banging on the table against yeah. Klitschko saying, listen, you, you think you're going to be our guy? Yeah. How much? Yeah, How it's much? all about relativity, though. Mm. You see, what I'm trying to say, you know. For him to do that to someone like Frank Warren doesn't make sense because if he says to Frank Warren, let's do a million, a million quid is nothing to Mayfair, but it's a significant mm. amount to Warren. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas if you're someone of his calibre, mm -hmm. right, and the other guy says, right, let's do 60 million each, mm. he'll think twice. You see what I'm trying to say? Not really. It I is, don't it is. So. It's, it's, it's definitely a bully, so bully boy mentality. I don't think he's a bully boy. I think he's showing put your money where your mouth is. That's what the saying goes, right? So if you don't have the money, that's it's not easy. To, no, the thing is, it's very easy to say that when you're worth seven hundred million, yeah. right? You see what I'm trying to say? And even you if you it. lose a million quid, right? Even if you lose a million quid, but you know the other guy isn't going to do it. You know. Yeah, I just, so what? But you have to. I think you're confusing the two because for me, I don't think Mayweather's sitting there thinking I'm putting this money down. And he's thinking to himself, Davis is going to win. He's putting that money down because he thinks Davis is going to win. I don't think so. I think what he's sitting there thinking, I'm going to say that there's no way, no way, anyone's going to take the bet. You yeah, don't know that. Oh, come on, man. Listen, he's worth 700 million, 800 yeah. million, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know how much Frank Warren's worth, but I don't think it's anywhere near that. Okay. Right? See what I'm trying to say? I can't see someone like Frank but Warren. But he went from 1 million. Okay, fair enough. If, so even if he said, so if he said 10,000, you think it would have been acceptable? Possibly, yeah. See, I don't think so. Yeah. He, don't forget this guy gambles so he gambles yeah. at that level anyway yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i think for me it's just put your money where your mouth is i like yeah. to see that i don't like yeah. boxing to always be sitting behind a table cup of tea mm, mm. nicey nicey like yeah. the aj klitschko i know it's yeah, great for yeah. boxing those are the two but i like a bit of feistiness a bit exactly of what i do put money money on the bed well there you exactly, go I, yeah. i'm not a gambler so if you <laughs> said to me now davis against walls so you said yeah. put your money on the table i'm gonna back out yeah because yeah. i don't gamble so yeah, yeah i think yeah, yeah you say it's relative but i think no nah, i think it's good you need to see a bit of that and you yeah. want to see warren's response because they're fortunately they yeah. acted a bit sheepishly to be oh, fair oh yeah yeah well i think that shuts him out though isn't it as soon as he said what do you do million Two million, five million. What's Warren gonna say? He's gonna back down. Yeah, but if, if, he, if, if Warren had a guy that he thought was really good, I yeah. think he would have probably, even if it was all talk, yeah. he would might have piped up a bit. But he just yeah. sheepishly walked away. Yeah, kind of because he, away. he knows. Come on, man, he knows. You, you know, you, you know, you're talking about someone who's probably domestic level, probably just above domestic level. That's yeah, how got, I see Walsh, man. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? And you got Davis, who is definitely world, world class. Yeah. And we're not just basing that on on his performances, because we had fear pain in our studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, actually, fear pain of TMT. Yeah, who's seen this guy and what yeah. he was his exact words, coach? He said, right. I've never seen one guy put down so many people in exactly. one spot. You've seen it, and you've seen it in his fights. I mean, yeah. you go along his go to his record. I remember seeing him in DC, 
will be there tomorrow. So I think the fans are going to be in for a massive treat. Yeah. But with definitely, I think we're both saying Davis for that one. Yeah. So I don't think there'll be an upset. And I'm also going for Crawford, to be fair. Yeah, <clears> yeah, I don't yeah. think, I can't see Crawford doing anything different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Crawford, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to go with the um, late, late points decision. Late, yeah. You know, late KO or, or points decision. Perfect, perfect. So guys, we're now going to use some of our technical expertise to dial in the one and only Mikey Guy Sia. Mikey. No, he, uh, somebody came to the door. Let me get him, man. They just came to the door right now. Sure, uh, give me no a second. Worries. No sorry. worries, Frankie. Oh, so sorry, man. That's no Frankie. worries, Frankie. So what? So while that, while Frankie is just going to get uh, Michael Garcia, Mikey Garcia, just a brief intro. As Anam said, born in 1987, best known as Mikey Garcia. Um, he's an American professional boxer, three weight world champion. He's uh, currently holding the WBC lightweight since his return to boxing. Uh, he took a two-year hiatus, which is well-known, um, but, you know, cream always rises to the top. And he came back, and not only did he win uh, the WBC, he's held the WBO. He's been a Ring Magazine featherweight title in 2013. And this is creme de la creme, ladies and gentlemen, when it comes to boxing. Creme Great de la creme. Creme de la creme. There's no other way to say it, and we are privileged to have someone like Mikey on our show right now yeah, as he's going to come from the door. Of, of, hopefully there's been no issues at his front door. It shows you the kind of houses that they live that it takes them almost one minute to go to the front door. But if, yeah. <laughs> I just turn around well, and I'm at my front door. <laughs> yeah. Well, if it takes you a few minutes to get to your front door, you must be living in a big house. Big house. Yeah. Out in a ranch. So let's just talk about a bit more about his background cause, you know, yeah, yeah, you know, so. everyone probably knows uh, uh, he was uh, the WBO um, super, featherweight cha super featherweight champion. He was also the ex uh, WBO featherweight champion. Mm -hmm. He's currently the WBC lightweight world champion, which he won after a long period out of boxing with that devastating knockout of Zleti Kanin mm -hmm. uh, in Vegas on the Carl Frampton uh, Leo Santa Cruz undercard. I mean, that was a brilliant, brilliant finish, of course, yeah? Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it just shows the caliber of the guy, you know, coming back after such a long period of time to exactly. win in such destructive fashion, just, I suppose, just says says it all, you know, the, the class of the guy. Mm. Um, his brother, Robert Garcia, who we're going to uh, uh, discuss later in the show as well, um, is an ex-world champion, um, trained the likes of Marcus Maidana, trained Marcus Maidana uh, for both, the Floyd Mayweather fights. Mm -hmm. um, he was the IBF Superweight Featherweight World Champion, and he's lost his uh, belt to Diego, the, the the legendary Diego Corrales. No problems. All right, man. He's just about finishing up. I'm so sorry, man. Unexpected drop off. No Come problem. on. I don't worry, Frankie. We appreciate that. Can you hear me? Give the guy the stink eye. <laughs> so he'll be right here. Okay. Perfect. 
So, Frankie, tell us about yourself. I mean, yes. we're live right now. We're, we're live right now. With uh, you know, we've got thousands of people listening in to, to the show. Frankie, how are you involved with uh, um, uh, Team Garcia in terms of management? What do you, what, what, what's your responsibility for the team? Um, my responsibility, you ask Mike, he'll say this, he'll say that, but what I try to do, uh, I met Mike in 09, and uh, um, ever since then, we've been friends, and I was doing other stuff in music, and then I, nobody was really helping him out, so I just jumped all over, man, and started doing merchandise, getting them sponsors, doing a lot of, lot of music free organizing his open workout and uh and then uh getting his uniforms i don't know if you've seen his past couple fights but we spent some big money on his uniforms man yeah, yeah. so or when he comes out to the fights on his bro yeah, yeah. Bronx, uh, so there's a lot of little different things i do but my main thing right now right now right now has been cooking this week sure in the next couple weeks closer to fight We'll get in contact with Fight Label, start getting his uh, his uh, boxing attire ready. Mm. We're going to start getting ready for his press conferences. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we go to the gym a lot, do filming. So there's a lot of little different things. Yeah, do, yeah. I mean, we're going to speak to Mike, Mike Garcia about this, but you know, we're here. He's in training, back in training again. As a, uh, are, are we right? We don't want to disclose any names yet, but I mean, is it is it is there a big fight expected in July this year for Mikey? Yeah, man. Uh, maybe uh, uh, Flanagan or Linares, man. So, uh, wow. Um, either one of those, either either one of those, he's going to be happy, and uh, mm. he wants to get the WBO because. Uh, mm. It'll be his third time. He'll have a, a ring uh, from the WBO. So he really wants a ring from the yeah, WBO, man. Yeah, I can imagine. Will that be in the UK? Will that be in the UK, do you think? Who knows? I, I really don't know. That's totally up to the promoter. Yeah. Um, that will so be a I big, don't have that, a clue, that, but that would be great, man. I mean that would be a huge fight in the UK if we you know if if you if you guys could work towards having a Flanagan fight in Manchester in the UK I mean that would be a serious fight here you know and undoubtedly yeah, Michael Michael will 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 start building up a UK fan base and that's the main thing you know that's where you know the fans in the UK are great fans they travel mm. they go to new york they go to los angeles they go to vegas to support their fighters mm. they're loud mm. they they're cool you know they have a great time so um they they make the atmosphere just like you know the hispanic mexican people do mm. so it's uh it's a lively atmosphere that's why it's always we've always focused on trying to work with english companies mm. you know that's why we went fight label she's over there, she does a great job, and mm. you know a lot of people do great job in the states too. But you know, mm. we wanted to start some kind of uh, relationship, so that's why we went that route. Um, let me go get him real quick, and he should be done. Get him here, okay. one second. Sure. Perfect. That's impressive. So, for those of you that don't know, Fight Label are the company behind the majority of the boxers' uh, attire and outfits for Fight Night. Um, so, you guys like Kel Brook, uh, Joshua's Frampton, Frampton. You know, not just Matrim, clearly now it's Mikey Garcia. So now she's trying to... She's doing very well. She's doing very, very well. She's well. branching out. So hopefully we're trying to get her on the show as well to talk about her empire and what she's building and how she got into the industry. So we might need to just work with these guys to uh, 
support them on the UK and uh, yeah, definitely try and take it take take it a bit further. So uh, it's, what I did want to ask him actually is the Terence Crawford, what he, what they make of Terence Crawford. But yeah, we've got, so we've got predictions. Good. We've got predictions yeah. for Michael later on. Perfect. But it's good to hear that um, they're definitely paying attention to the UK uh, fan base of boxing and Basically. not just the fan base, which we get a lot of respect for, best fans in the world, um, but also the business side of what we're trying to do. And I think it's quite key now that boxing is going to change. I think if you really want to have a solid career, I do think people need to will, will want UK buy-in. I think if the UK fans... Not necessarily buying into like, oh, they're buying all your merchandise and things like that. But if you come to the UK and you can sell out an arena mm. in the UK, that's a good job, you know, because yeah, very few people can go overseas and do that. Most people probably do it in their own country. It's what I was saying before, you know, if you follow the social media forums and discussions, a lot of the US fans, they won't accept that, mm. you know. It's that arrogance and ego that they're still the biggest center of boxing, you know. You, you know, and they won't, they're not willing to accept mm. it. I but think you still have to crack America. You can't. F- I think yeah, I, I understand mm. that, but you know, likewise, they need to also appreciate, and understand. Yeah. You know, and they can see. Look, we have some of the biggest fights in mm. boxing in the UK. Yeah. This year, yeah. Mm. Um, and we've just heard it from another guy involved in US boxing. Mm, a big, you know, big name. They all say it. They all, they're all the biggest yeah. names say it. We want to go to. Go I to mean, the you UK, see it you when know. you see like the likes of Delahoy and his team, and they're in their ring. Uh, hello. 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 Hi, Mikey. Hello, it's Mikey. How you doing, Mikey? It's Kojo Hi, from Raps on TV. How you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. Mikey, sir, and I'm from Raps on TV. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you no so problem. much for coming to the show. It's an absolute pleasure having oh, someone welcome. like you, Mikey. You know, and uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, the the UK fans really want to get to know you, and uh, hopefully we can we can we can do that. Yeah. So thank you, Mikey. Thank you for joining us. Um, Typically, uh, we always are, like to ask the fighters how they got into boxing, and you know who got who was the inspiration growing up. So, who, how did you get into boxing, Mikey, and who was your inspiration if you had one? Well, you know, growing growing up, uh, um, I never really uh, thought or, or envisioned myself being a boxer. It was actually just something that that started uh, by coincidence almost, but. I mean, I grew up in, in a boxing family, as, as a lot of people, most everybody knows. You know, my brother Robert as a former world champion and my dad being his trainer. My dad also training Fernando Vargas through his career. So I grew up in the sport, uh, but never really planned or thought I would do it as a career. Mm. Um, it, it, it just kind of fell in there uh, at an early age i was at i was 14 when i had my first amateur contest and it was just to get in the ring and just to see what happens not really looking for for anything not really thinking it would take me to to uh, a full career but i mean you fast forward and you know now i'm here you know 15 years later i'm 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 here i'm doing it i'm i'm having the best time of my life yeah, um, Frankie, uh, we understand that you've st- you've started training, looking for a fight sometime in July of this year. Is th- is that correct? Yes. Okay. I, I mean, I was always training. I stay in the gym, but um, from what I, I hear um, from the network and um, just uh, I want to get back in the ring in, in the month of July. And that's that's just about time right now to start my my training camp. So that's the reason why I started this week, just a a little light sparring and uh, just you know just to get get back in in, in the uh, groove of things. So you you said there July. Um, 
So do you have a named op- opponent, or if you do not have a named opponent, who would you like to fight in July? Well, we're trying to uh, still work on um, on the opponent. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have any uh, any confirmation on the opponent yet, but um, I'm trying to get back in the ring in the uh, late July, and I would really love to unify the titles. You know, I would want to fight a unif- unification match against either Jorge Linares or Terry Flanagan. Um, if that is un- un- unavailable then I'm just going to have to defend my title versus anybody who's, who, who is available and willing to get in the ring. Uh, if you fought Terry Flanagan, would you fight in the UK, Mikey? Yeah, if, if, that's, if that's the only thing that prevents the, uh, the fight you know, from, from getting done, then I mean, I would, I would like to go out there. I know we got a lot of boxing support in the UK, and I have a lot of fans out there also, so... I think it 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 would be uh, easy to get done. Mm. Uh, yeah, so you you know you have got a big fan base here, and uh, you know we you know we, we we the UK as you might be aware you know it's, it's developing a massive boxing fan base, and it's become quite a center of commercial boxing. Um, we'd love to see you on these shows. If we do get the Flanagan fight, I mean, is, is there any chance you you might be coming to the UK anyway? Well, I don't know where where I'll be fighting, you know, just yet. But I would really like to have a, a fight out there because, like I said, I know boxing is, is big out there in England. And um, in most recent times, you've had uh, some great champions and just, you know, the fan base is, is, is crazy out there. From mm. from what I see on TV, mm. the, the, the fan base is, is just insane. You know, they support their fighters a lot. So I would really like to go out there and have that experience. Uh, I hope I can get out there. Even if it's not versus uh, Flanagan, maybe somebody else. But uh, I think that would be a, a very much uh, great appreciated experience for me. I mean, we're more than happy to welcome you over to the Raps on TV studio, Mikey. So if you ever need a place to crash when you're in the UK, uh, just reach out to us. Um, but Mikey, yeah, <laughs> obviously you're, you're, you're champion, you're WBC in that division, uh, you're the, the green and gold. Um, what do you think about the other champions in terms of Linares, Issa Jr. and, and Flanagan? Um, you know, if you could face one of them, who do you think would be the toughest opponent for you? Well, right now, my uh, my division is stacked. You <coughs> have a very good champions right now. Um, starting off with uh, Jorge Linares. He's a multiple division champion, just like myself. Um, experienced, you know, has had a, a great career, a world champion. So I think he um, he is is probably the one that stands out just a little bit above the rest because of the experience, because of the uh, accomplishments in his career, mm-hmm. um, and uh, followed by Terry Flanagan, who has I think like five or six title defenses of his title at lightweight. He's undefeated, you know, definitely a great champion, um, and then. Uh, Robert Easter Jr. being the, the the new newer guy in the scene, you know, I'm a new champion in the division, but I've already held titles in previous divisions, and Robert Easter is, a, is still considered by by a few to be a newly crowned champion. So um, maybe a fighter too, because he's definitely got the skills, he's got the height, reach advantages over most everybody in the lightweight. Um, so that, that's always something that. 
that makes the the fights interesting to see if one can adjust and and and, and overcome those those obstacles like his height and reach. But um, everybody, honestly, the champions right now in in the lightweight division are very very stacked. Everybody is is just you know small inches you know apart as far as as, as the skills and then. And levels. I mean, you can easily make the claim that Linares is number one, followed by Flanagan, then me, and then Easter. Or you could say Flanagan is number one, followed by Easter, myself, and Linares. I mean, you, you could make all the claims like that. I mean, how would you rate Flanagan, Mikey? I think Flanagan is a very good fighter because he's already proven himself many, many times. He's undefeated. His last fight against Petrov. I mean, he made it look easy. He just boxed very, very intelligently. Um, he's got the southpaw stance, which you know complicates things for for a lot of fighters. Um, I think I think he's an excellent fighter. And I guess if you took Easter Junior, that would be again somebody's O's got to go, and that could protect, that would be an all-American fight as well. So that could be a big clash that you guys could promote to kind of help both of your careers, um, which would be an interesting fight. Yes, uh, Easter, you know, he has, he has a good fan base in uh, Ohio, where, where he's from. From what I hear, he sells a lot out there. Um, and it, it would definitely, you know, be, a, you know, a, a big fight here in, in the U.S. Um, I think I think it, it, it might be, a, he's got a fight already, you know, so maybe a fight or two from now, we can actually step in the ring together and unify those titles. Yeah, definitely. What, what about someone like Anthony Crawler? Would you, would you consider someone like Anthony Crawler? You know what? He um, he's a former champion who who gave one hell of a fight in the first attempt with uh, Linares. Second time, just didn't seem to be able to uh, make those adjustments. Mm. But um, he's he's still considered <clears throat> a very top contender in the lightweight division. So if he's uh, available for a title defense, and yeah, I mean, I could I could definitely defend my title against him. He's he's worthy of of uh, challenging for another title. Yeah, and that would be. I mean, that that in that that could be a big money fight in the UK as well. Yeah, uh, if that's if that's the available, then let me start packing my bags and we can go out there. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure Eddie Hearn would love to have you over here to fight someone like Anthony Crawford. <laughs> yeah, um, you're very critical of the praise given to Lomachenko, Mikey. Um, do you want to elaborate on why you feel that way? Well, I think. Vasily Lomachenko is a very skilled fighter, tremendous fighter. He um he has the skills. He's shown it time after time. He's improved a lot after his uh, loss to Salido. Um, and and it it just shows you know the kind of fighter that he is because he makes it look so easy. Um, some would some would say that he still hasn't fought the elite fighters just yet but that's that's just that's not his problem that's not his fault because you know he whatever's available he's taking over and, and completely dominating yeah would if you he would... wants to move up to 135 and challenge challenge me or anybody else at 135 um then I, i'm sure we will all take that fight because you know it, it makes sense he's he's great he's accomplished already you know two divisions so a third division would be would be a, a bigger challenge for him and I think I think it'll be a great fight. I mean, we both got skills that are are in some ways similar and in some ways a little different. But it's always 
nice and fun to to see what really happens between two styles. Yeah, would you would you not consider Gary Russell Gary Russell uh, an elite fighter? I mean, I haven't really heard much interest about a, a fight with Gary Russell. Um, yeah, I'm talking about Lomachenko. He's still at, at yeah, well, yeah, well, fought still, Gary Russell. Still at the featherweight, he lost. Yeah, yeah, he lost to Gary Russell. To to uh, he lost to Lomachenko. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know if, if he's. I heard he was also having you know injuries and stuff. So I, I'm not sure where he's taking his heading with his career. Mm. You know, um, I'd say, uh, Mikey, when you when you saw like uh, dropped out of boxing for I think like a couple of years, I'd say boxing missed you. You know, you're you're, you're a great, great one of the top fighters within boxing. In hindsight, I mean, how do you feel about the move, uh, you know, leaving top rank and being out of the ring for two years? Do you feel you made the right decision? I definitely did make the right decision because my contract was already up in February of 2014. And they were just trying to hold me down mm. by not giving me that release and also by not giving me any fights. Mm. So if they, if they, uh, they were not releasing me and they were not giving me any fights that just shows you they're being stubborn and and trying to prove a point to other fighters not to mess with them because they can just shelf you well luckily for me i was able to you know stand my ground and make it through that two and a half year layoff that i had Mm. and now now that i'm back i'm i'm back where i was before and and i'm going to to much greater heights now everybody is talking about me whether it's from 126, 130 pounds, all the way up to welterweight division, 147 yeah. pounds. People are, are fantasy matchups between me and everybody. People keep talking about me more than they did when I was champion under top ranks banner. So I'm, I'm in a very good place. I'm happy. Um, I'm in control of my career. I'm in control of, of when and where and who I fight. So I couldn't have it. I couldn't ask for anything better. Yeah, great. No, definitely good to hear, Mike. So um, essentially, there was a lot of noise last year about you potentially signing with Mayweather. It seems like you're a free agent now. Um, do you want to tell us a bit more about what is going on in terms of your promotional company? Are you Do you have a promotional company? Who's promoting you? And where do you see your, your career going for the next two to three years? Well, I'm doing it on my own right now. I'm uh, building relationships with several people that are showing me, you know, good faith and, and, and they, they show me a good relationship in return. Uh, the network is, is backing me up and I, I still haven't signed with anybody and I don't think I, I have to. The way we are working right now is just on a fight-by-fight deal, fight-by-fight basis. And I think that works for, for everybody. That works for me. That works for everybody involved. I mean, uh, um, I mean, that's worked out really well for you, Mikey. Um, I mean, do you think most boxers can do that? I mean, as in like manage themselves and work with multiple promoters? Or do you feel they have to be like an exceptional talent like yourself, someone who's always going to be in demand to be able to do what you're doing? No, I, I do know and I, and I believe and I understand that when you're building your career, you're starting your career, you do need... Mikey? Need a promoter to help. Sorry, Mikey, your reception's going bad. So if you could maybe 
Stay in one place. Hello. Hello. Uh, let's. Mikey, we're gonna try and call you back. So, guys, if you listen to the show, stay on the line. Uh, so, guys, no, just so, just so why we're saying that. So, guys, we're just having a bit of technical difficulties. If you are on the listener line, um, you probably will notice you can't hear Mikey when he speaks, but you can hear us. We're just having a little di- technical difficulties. You can listen to the show on the website www.spreaker.com slash raps on TV um, otherwise uh, please go onto Twitter and ask your questions so we do apologise but we do seem to be having some technical difficulties on that front we'd love to be doing this on a, on a regular basis with no issues but every now and then you do seem to get some some issues just for those of you we're working in a in a new location as well so we're just finding the ins and outs to get that working smoothly um but we are dialing Mikey Garcia back and he's not picking up. All right. Yeah. This, I would. I know he was eating, so maybe he's just finishing off that food that, 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 that he was eating in the background. But no, definitely he's been uh, uh, intriguing. So, what did you make of um, him talking about his business, you know? Yeah, I mean, it shows someone who's very, very commercially minded. Um, and um, yeah, I mean, I thought, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely uh, someone, I think it's a unique thing to be able to do. I don't think every single person can be able to do it. Mm-hmm. I think it's basically because he is an exceptional talent mm-hmm. um, that he can go to multiple promoters and get fights from multiple promoters, you know, and... Um, I mean, I can't think of a situation. I suppose it's a bit like Chris Eubank Jr. I mean, I don't mm. know. You can't put them on the same thing, but Chris Eubank's almost some of the same kind of thing, isn't it? He's not tied into one promotional company. Yeah, so he just so he can, he can, you know, he can float. He got his foot on Warren's shows. Uh, but it's Billy Joe Saunders. He's fought for a matchroom, you know. Not a headline them. But yeah, I, 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 I get what you're trying to say. Um, though it's definitely a different calibre. Um, definitely thought, what we might do is, if we don't get... Him. Let's open the lines to see who is on. So going out to six nine four, coming back out to you six nine four. Hi. Hello, it's Michael. Hi. Angela, so you okay? How you doing, Michael? Um, well? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm a bit gutted, obviously, that we can't hear uh, Mr. Garcia talking. So yeah, um, so you know, Michael is on the website. So when the podcast is up, you will be able to hear him. Um, but yeah, yeah um, for some reason, our technical, we just couldn't get it through to our switchboard into how we're patching in. But we're working on that. So hopefully in the future, we will deliver uh, okay. on that okay. again. But if we do get him back, so wait, did you have a yeah. question at all? Yeah, I was just going to ask him basically, you know, obviously I've just tuned into the uh, to the show, um, you know, listening in. Uh, basically what he's, he's you know, he's, he's sort of like, you know, what he's going to do in the foreseeable future, you know, the next year or so, you know, what he's looking to do at lightweight, he's just annexed the WBC championship, you know, is he looking at unification, is he looking at a fight over here, you know, that, that kind of... Uh, yeah, thing. so we've got a couple of exclusives yeah. from him on that, Michael, already, you know, he wants to fight in the UK, he wants to fight Flanagan, uh-huh. people like Flanagan, he wants to fight people like uh, Linares, so he does want to unify, he's looking for the biggest fights, yeah, he's looking for the biggest fights. Well, that's it. That's good to see. And, you know, especially now that we're starting to get more world champions over here, you know, and, um, 
you know, it, it, it's great that, you know, Eddie Earn is, you know, getting these soccer stadiums involved. You know, we've got, obviously, just had the Wembley extravaganza with Joshua and Klitschko. Mm-hmm. Again, there's that rematch that's allegedly coming up in October in Cardiff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, uh, you know, obviously in Bramall Lane, Saturday week, we've got the Kelbrook versus um, Errol Spence fight, which is a 50-50 fight. What I'd like to say about that um, is, you know, it's what the Yanks, the Americans call a pick and fight. Mm-hmm. And um, the thing is, a lot of people possibly are forgetting what impact, you know, has the Golovkin fight taken out of Kelbrook physically exactly. and mentally, exactly. you know? You know, so that there's question marks there also. But, um, you know, again, uh, the world seems kind of quite good. It's interesting, you know. Um, at every weight, you've got the Joseph Parker, the WBO champ. Yeah. Uh, he had a pretty routine defence, so I heard uh, the other week against yeah. a former sparring partner. And, I mean, you know, it's all looking very uh, sort of like interesting there. I suppose, really, um, you have to have the Kishko Joshua rematch if it happens, uh, because still, there's possibly still our questions. You know, unanswered. You know, I mean, um, you know, what what's the fight? And so I know the judges, whatever fight they were watching, had Joshua <laughs> leading. I, I didn't myself. Yeah. How they did, I don't know. Yeah. I remember one fight in actual fact. Um, Jeff Fennick, the former three world time, three time world champion from Australia. Yeah. Azuma Nelson, mate. Ever. That's right. That first fight on the Tyson Ruddock uh, rematch. Um, I thought that Fennick won that fight by easily by two, three, maybe four rounds. He bullied Nelson. Okay, Nelson had a spot of malaria. But um, I remember them saying, joking with Fennick corner after the fight, um, or Fennick people said, because um, Azumi lost his gum shields, something like that. And they said they had, they had the three blind mice looking for it. Well, I think the three blind mice were judging the fight because I thought Fennick well won that fight. But, um, that, again, that goes back to the Joshua Kishko fight. Yeah. I don't know what, what fight they were watching. But, um, again, I think Joshua, if he does win, he needs to win really effectively, more effectively than he did last and he time. Did. He can't stop and, punching um, once you know, he takes a big punch. But, no, Michael, oh, we've got The to... guy has got... You, you know what? Yeah. No, I was just going to say, we're going to quickly we're gonna move on uh, to another... But um, what was the question? If we get Mikey back on, what was your question, sorry? Basically, well, what's, what, what's, about what's the, the foreseeable? What's he, what's he want to do in the next year to 18 months? Okay. No problem. I think he's kind of told us that, okay. but yeah, we'll get that. We'll get that. Get that back up. Um, thank you very much. So we're gonna try and dial Mikey back in. Uh, again, for those of you that are listening on via calling um, via switchboard, unfortunately, uh, we are having some te- technical difficulties, but you can catch everything on the website. So we're calling. We're calling. Hi, Mikey. Hello, hello. Hi, Frankie. Frankie. Yeah, he's back. Yes, yeah, he's yeah. right here, man. Cheers, thank you. Oh. How you doing, Mikey? Hey, sorry, lost connection there. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, so listen, Mikey. Sorry, listen, yeah, no, no problem at all. Um, so listen, for, uh, Mikey, it's Kojo again. Um, so we've got a big fight over in the UK. Um, we've got your Gavonta Davis fighting a guy called Liam Walsh. Um, are you going to be looking out for that fight or even the um, Crawford-Diaz fight? Which of these two fights will you be watching, if not both? I'm going to try to watch both. <laughs> I'm going to try to catch both. But um, I, I think uh, the, the Crawford interests me. Crawford-Diaz fight interests me. 
obviously maybe a potential fight in the future. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, Tank Davis uh, is, is is close, and we have good relationship, good friends. So you know, because of the 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 camaraderie that we have, you know, I, I, that's that's a fight that I really uh, also look forward to watching. Mm. Are you going to be watching the Brooks Spence Jr. fight as well, Mikey? Excuse me. Uh, will you be watching the Brook Cal Brook v. Spence, Errol Spence Jr. fight? Yes. Um, I mean that's that's just uh, you know a good fight written all over it. I mean, mm. uh, Cal Brook, uh, you know, great champion, and um, you know Errol Spence uh, Jr. You know, trying to make a point, make, you know, prove a point, make a name for himself. He's taking on a, on a big challenge against uh, Cal Brook, so. That's just that's just you know both fighters are great, excellent fighters. They got great skills. I think that'll that's got a you know a good recipe for for a great fight. How, how, how do you see it working out? Who's gonna win and how, Mikey? You know what? It, I I actually think it's very tough. It's it's close to call. Um, Cal Brook maybe has the the advantage as far as the uh, the size, being that he was able to move up in weight and, and fight Triple G and actually compete very well. I think he's actually a stronger guy than people people sometimes give him the credit for because um, he he's a great welterweight. You know, he's, he packs a, a good punch. He's he's big in size, but he also has the the skills. Now with uh, Errol Spence Jr., I mean he he's young, hungry. Got the young, hungry lion. You know, with all the skills, also mm-hmm. um, he's shown you know great skills in his fights. But I actually think it's it's a very close fight. I mean, I just want to see a great fight and, and you know let the best man win. No, d- d- definitely, it's good to hear. So, so Mikey, in terms of uh, your past opponents, which one of your fights do you look back on and think, you know what, I was I was on good form there. I you was really impressed with um, because I have to say, apart from the Zlatan Kanin fight, when I look back and see the Salido fight, I mean that was probably one of the first my first introduction to to, to yourself, and I was really impressed with that performance on the night. So, which one of your performances do you do you look back on with the most pride? Um, not not necessarily that I look back at one with with most pride, but um, I'm very happy with his last performance. <clears throat> um, you know, it, it's just it was it was a great night. Very happy. Um, everything was perfect. But uh, you know, it's just it's just uh, you never know. I mean. Every every fight gives you something to remember and something to learn from. Yeah, and obviously that was imp- very impressive to take. Obviously the layoff that he did and come back within two fights and, and win a belt. Um, I mean again, just to give you credit for that because I think uh, a lot of more people took notice of you after that fight. Obviously boxing went a bit quiet between sort of like the early two two thousand and ten Mayweather era. But you know it went it went a bit quiet in gen- in terms of the general public. But I would definitely say that was a great performance um, and well done. So, what are your ultimate objectives? Yeah, object- <coughs> boxing's doing great. Boxing's got some really good fights coming up. Yeah. Yeah, so what would you say are your ultimate objectives in boxing, Mikey? What else would you like to achieve? Well, um, you know, I want to be champion in. in uh, different divisions. I still think, you know, fighting the right guys who have name, who, who have accomplished a lot in the sport will only elevate me, you know, and, and elevate my name and my status in the sport. I want to be able to be recognized 
uh, as a great champion who fought some of the best of, of my era. And we want to get everybody, you know, an opportunity to see me in the ring and show the world all that I have to offer. I still believe there's more for me to offer. I just haven't been pushed enough by the right opponent to, to allow me to bring out the best out of me. And who would you think that would be? Who, which, who, which opponent do you think, between 130 and 140 pounds, or even higher if you feel you can, would, would really push you to bring the best out of you? Um, you know what? I'm not sure because it just depends on the style. Sometimes um, a certain fighter may be very, very, you know, talented and, and a great fighter, but he chose to, to maybe run the entire night, and that doesn't allow for a good fight. You know, that doesn't allow for an entertaining fight for the fans. Um, you know, a lot of people think that a Terrence Crawford fight would be the biggest fight for, for both of our careers and a great, great matchup. Um, and on paper, it might be that way. But I honestly believe that if we were to fight right now, he wouldn't stand in front of me and, and fight. I think he would run, he would box, he would use his height and reach advantages and stay on the outside. And, and it wouldn't be an entertaining fight. Whether I win or I lose, it, you don't really gain from that because no fan is, is interested in watching that all over again. Mm -hmm. But if you had a fight with me and Crawford and he stands and fights and tries to you know, push me back and then I have to push him back and where it's back and forth, those are the fights that bring out the best out of every fighter because you have to take that next step and, and put on that next gear and, and really, you know, dig deep inside you to, to overcome those, those adjustments. Um, but if the fight is boring and, and, and un, un, with, without any, any action, then it's, it's really unpleasant. It's, it's not a fight that you really want to be involved in. Yeah, and I think I agree with you on that, Mike. I think if you look back to even your Sugar Ray Leonard versus Duran, the third one, Obviously, Mayweather Pacquiao was a big, big fight. Even Vladimir Klitschko versus Fury. Sometimes the 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 entertainment or the lack of entertainment takes away from the achievement. So I, I agree with you. Although on paper it looks like a great fight and it's a great matchup, actually, if the styles do not gel, um, then it's going to turn the fans away and actually no one's going to remember it as a great fight and really talk about it. Um, a question I have for you though, Mike, is. Um, would you see yourself going as far as as welterweight, uh, one four seven, in in during your career? Do you think you could reach that? You, you could reach that weight, and fight. Um, not anytime soon. Maybe right before the end of my career, possibly be fighting at welterweight. Um, but you never know. I mean, even depending on on the opponent, also if if it's a an opponent that has gone up in, in weight, like myself, who was originally a smaller fighter and moving up in weight, you know, you, you, you might be able to fight someone like that. But if you're fighting someone who's naturally a 147-pound fighter, a natural welterweight, who's going to be weighing in uh, 160 or more pounds the night of the fight, and I'm only weighing in at 148, 149, then that's a big risk that I probably shouldn't be taking because, you know, I'm not going to be just doing a fight just because, you know, it pays a lot of money. I mean, I don't want to rob the fans 
from their money either. I don't want to steal from the fans and promote this great fight that I know for a fact I'm not going to be part of. I'd rather be in an exciting fight that's competitive where I truly believe I can win. And if I truly believe I can win a fight, even if it's at 147, then that's that's where I would I would take it and the reason why I would take it. But if I know for a fact it's not going to make sense, then I wouldn't even do it. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. I, I understand. And, Michael, just talking about your family, obviously we know the Garcia name is renowned in boxing um, and your brother was a, a, a former IBF super featherweight champion. Um, what was it like growing up? And obviously we know your dad's history, but what was it like growing up in the family? Was it was it boxing every weekend, every Friday, Saturday, Sunday? Um, what, what kind of pressures were you under to even when you decided to take up pro boxing to, to kind of achieve a good level of boxing, you know, what were your pressures and what was it like growing up in a boxing family? Well, it was always boxing on the weekends on TV. <laughs> That's for sure. We we're always watching fights or family getting together and every discussion, every family uh, dinner revolved around boxing. My brother Robert and was boxing at the time. Mm -hmm. My older brother, Danny was, was fighting professionally um, and then my dad had the gym that he was uh, in charge of with uh, Fernando Vargas. So it was always boxing. I, like I told you, I never planned on be being a, bo a boxer myself, but it was, I just grew up in it all the time. And uh, on a lot of occasions, we would all, as kids, me and my nephews or cousins or neighborhood friends would put on boxing gloves just to, you know, get in the, in, in, in the uh, backyard, put on the gloves and, and do some sparring, you know, matches between us kids. So that's all that we really grew up doing. I mean, I never played any other sports. I never played soccer. I never played basketball, football, nothing. It was always just boxing. So even though I didn't want to do it, I was kind of, I guess, destined to be a fighter myself. Yeah, we want to give the UK fans a taste of how, bo how ingrained boxing is within your family, uh, Mikey. So, you know, just, just tell us about the gym. Uh, Robert's gym, you know, the work that Robert does within the community because I know he has classes and he gives classes, free classes to the youngsters and also about the kind of uh, the other fighters, notable fighters that have been in the gym like Maidana in the past and any other notable fighters that Robert is training at the moment. Well, my brother had, had a boxing gym in Oxnard who now recently, just uh, this year, two months ago, he... Uh, sold out to the uh, Klimas management uh, team. Um, my brother had the boxing gym in Oxnard um, for for about maybe six, eight years. But uh, just recently, like I said, this year, two months ago, he sold that off. He still has the, uh, the gym in San Antonio that he opened, I think, two years ago in San Antonio, Texas. Um, and that's open to, to the kids and public. Here in Riverside, where we do our training camp, he has his professional fighters. Uh, three of them are actually fighting on tonight here in Tucson, Arizona. Joshua Franco, Hector Tanahara, and Jonathan Navarro. All three of them are signed to Golden Boy Promotions and managed by my brother, Robert. He has a roster of fighters here at the gym. Um, the three guys that I just mentioned, aside from them, he also has... Josito Lopez, working also training Admiral Mares, myself. He's got Genaro Gomez. He's got Olympian um, Lindolfo from Mexico. And also um, 
Chino Misael, also from, from excellent Olympian bronze medalist in the middleweight or light super middleweight division, I, I, I think. Um, he's, he's very busy with all these young guys. So he's not just training, you know, world champions, former world champions. Um, just recently, we just added, uh, you know, Billy Dibb to the, to the team. Billy Dibb is now working out with us. Yeah, Billy Dibb is now with us, and, and he's going to be uh, fighting most likely on, on the same night that I fight. We're trying to put, a, put it together where he gets a, a date with me um, same night. Um, you know, we got, he, 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 like I said, he doesn't just train with, with world champions. Uh, he also has the young up-and-coming fighters, you know, developing fighters. That's, that's the kind of training that my brother has. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, his son, Robert Jr., his, his other son, Eduardo, is also very involved. They're the ones, the assisting trainers for my brother. And, um, you know, it's just, it's, it's almost like a family thing because all the fighters get along. We all hang out. We all have a good time. Um, I mean, even though some have left, we still keep in touch and hang out. Just last night, here at my training camp, uh, Saul Neno Rodriguez was over, and we were hanging out out here in my camp, going off-roading in the vehicles and climbing hills and dirt roads and stuff. I mean, so we 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 grew up like that. We're always, you know, very close, and we're always very gonna be very good friends with everybody. And and that's that's a great atmosphere. Everybody who comes and trains with my brother will tell you that it's just a great experience, great atmosphere. Billy Dib came last year. He loved it. He's back again now. And he's making it his full-time camp. Fantastic. Fantastic. So, no, Mikey, thank you for your time today. Um, it's been a pleasure. Um, myself and Enam, and we know the UK fans have enjoyed watching your exciting style of fighting. Um, so we're going to let you go now. But just to say, when you do come over to the UK, make sure that you hit us up so that we can get some more exclusive interviews and invite you down to our studio and, and just even show you around London and make sure that you welcome um, it to the best of your ability. But good luck with the rest of the camp. Um, and thank you to Frankie as well for arranging this interview. Yeah, Mikey, Mikey, thank you so much for your time. And uh, yeah, like Kojo said, you know, anytime you're in the UK, please do shout us out, us up. You know, we're more than welcome to take you around, bring you into the studio, uh, get you some interviews out there into the UK uh, uh, social media atmosphere. And most also, definitely, most definitely. Thank you very much no for, worries. for having me in. You know, from your love and support. Definitely, you'll see the tweets. All the love and support. Thank you. All thank my you. fans out there in, in, in the UK, thank you very much. Appreciate it. Perfect. No thank, thank you very you. much, Mikey. Have a good evening. And thank you to Frankie as you, well. Yeah, thank, thank you, Frankie. Thank you, for, uh, Frankie. Thank you very much. Please, thank you. So, guys, there you have it. WBC lightweight champion, another exclusive. XWBO featherweight, XWBO super featherweight, looking to fight Terry Flanagan, may even fight Crawler. Is that an exclusive? Would you say that's an exclusive? I think it's an exclusive. I think when we tweet that out, I think we'll get excited. Okay, so I would say this, um, you know, it's been a pleasure talking to him and this is somebody that who's said he's going to be out in July fighting. So for those of you listening to the show, if you were not aware of Mikey Keith Garcia, go onto YouTube, check out his videos and then make sure you tune in to when he fights in July because it's going to be an explo explosive, explosive fight. I had to say that three times. So listen, we're going to make a move for this week, but much appreciated to all the callers. Apologies for the technical difficulties, but we're on to it. We're going to resolve it, and we'll be back next week. All of that, all of that, all of that. But we've got to do our social media shout-outs. Yeah, Twitter at Raps on TV, Instagram Raps on TV, Facebook at Raps on TV. 
go to our website where you can read the latest articles. We've got a couple of guys writing for us now. Big up uh, Umar, big up Thomas. Big up Umar, big up Thomas. Even big up Nick, who always just writes about Pacquiao. This guy's from Philippines. Um, and uh, yeah, so the website is www.rapsontv.com. Uh, thank you to all the fans across the world for listening and showing your support. Much love. Love that. All of that. All of that. Sorry, Ben. You. You've got to change the names now. Sorry, Ben. We're going to show me. Come on. We are sorry, but the show has ended. Apologies, we're going to work on that.